on this episode of Free Beer and Real Estate. I, I will flat out ask them, if I bring you a buyer at an acceptable price, are you willing to pay me? Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate, from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. Hey everybody, it's uh, Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar, 21 Mike team, and we're going to talk more about getting listings. Uh, this month of June, we've devoted to uh, getting listings, and we want to help you talk to for sale by owners and expireds. And believe it or not, yes, those are coming back, right, Tony? With the market slowing down, demand diminishing, you're going to start to see some listings expiring. I'm, I'm sure of it. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's do some quick introductions here. Again, I'm Mike Ferrante. Uh, I run a team called the 21 Mike Team here in Northeast Ohio, Greater Cleveland area, and we reach all the way down to Columbus now. And I'm part of Century 21 Homestar, which is run uh, by broker owner Tony Geraci, who donates his time every week, I'll say. That's a good way to put it. Not only for our class, but does his own class at noon every day, his daily real estate workout. So if you want to get a hold of Tony, it's 216-374-1269. Uh, Tony loves to text. That's a great way to schedule a time if you actually need to talk with Tony too. Just shoot him a text. That's the best way to reach him. Tony, how's your day going so far? So far, so good. It's always a good day in real estate. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> Things are shifting, right? I mean, we're seeing a little shift, uh, which is why I think it's so important for agents to work on their skills, to work on reaching out to people and, and generating business proactively. Um, I'm sure you you know, doing your coaching, you agree that it's now is the time to start working on skills. Definitely, definitely. I mean, the great part about the market is it's always a market. It's always people buying and selling. So that's what I love about real estate. We've been in it 30 years and ups and downs and different things. And I just think a lot of, and I'm glad this is a topic because I think in the, the market, uh, the way it's been the last few years, you loosen up on your skills. That's right. And, and you really have to go out there and sell, just not throwing out your name. So, so these are good topics to learn the skills because people are going to start interviewing more than one agent and uh, there's might be a little bit less business out there or this not as much business, but still out there. And you gotta, you gotta sell yourself. So, yeah. So I'm great. at uh, right now I'm, I'm actually in Austin working on my skills. I'm at the Tom Ferry sales and marketing edge. And one of the stats they showed, and, and this is true, I've been doing market updates now for, for years, and I've seen this to be true, that whether the market is up or down, seller's market, buyer's market, roughly the same number of homes sell each year, roughly. Now, I'm not going to say it's exact, but, you know, uh, we've had an inventory shortage. So, you know, you're seeing sales drop a little bit, but it's not drastic. You know, Tony, you and I have talked about it uh, over and over again. Hey, if you're an agent that sells 10 homes a year and the market goes down by 10%, that means you're going to sell nine homes instead of 10, you know, in the big picture, how does that really affect you? I love that quote. You said that several months ago, but as markets shift, it's also an opportunity to gain market share, to get more business. So, 
again, this month we're focusing on listings and I wanted to just kind of scratch the surface of how to talk with for sale by owners and expireds. And, you know, again, we're not going to do the whole role play script here. And um, of course, first thing you got to get over is that fear of calling or knocking on a door or visiting an open house, you know, and I think it's just a conversation. Um, so Tony, I, I've got my scripts pulled up and, I, and I'm going to give my two cents here. Do you have any general advice for agents on, let's start with FISBOs and then we'll shift gears to expireds, any general advice for agents on how to approach for sale by owners? You know, I know that we talk about this kind of stuff all the time, but what's your general advice? Well, uh, two things. Number one, there's not as many agents calling them as you think. <laughs> so don't be too scared of that. And uh, two, they are a uh, the way to find business the fastest because you know they're selling. So when you're marketing yourself and you're going out there and building relationships with people, it's kind of, you don't know where in the timeline they're going to be buying or selling. So you know if FISBO is looking to sell. And anybody in today's world that, uh, and the third thing I'll say, 95% of people use an agent to sell their house in their country. There's not anything in the world that this many people actually believe. I don't think, is there anything 95% of the people use an agent to do? There's nothing. So you're doing them a service for asking them to help them, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I know that people think, oh, you know, with the market being so hot with homes selling themselves, there must be so many more people uh, selling for sale by owner, but that's not true. Again, just like markets going up and down and home sales staying pretty consistent, pretty consistently, 95% of people use an agent. So Tony, like you said, we know for sale by owners want to sell. They are currently on the market. Now we'll get, we'll get to expireds in a couple minutes. We know that they also are interested in selling, but for some reason their home didn't sell. So slightly different conversation, but you'll see a lot of similarities in the script. When you are contacting for sale by owners, I, I want you all to have three objectives in mind. Number one is to set a legitimate appointment. I mean, that's the whole reason we're reaching out to these folks, whether we're stopping by, visiting them at an open house or calling them, whatever that method is, you wanna set a legitimate appointment with them where you're either there to preview the uh, house. You know, it could be something as simple as, hey, I, I work in the area all the time. I would love to check out your house. I mean, it could be a, a script that's as simple as that. Um, and I'm gonna go over how to approach that here in a second. Uh, so number one is to set a listing appointment. Number two priority, if nothing else, get a preview appointment. And number three, look guys, you don't have to work with everybody that you meet. If you meet somebody on an expired appointment or a FISBO appointment and they're jerks, they're rude, they're you know not someone you want to work with, it's okay to say no, Tony. I mean, right? We we talk about this once in a while about uh, finding finding your tribe, as as Tom Ferry says all the time, and being able to fire a client or not choose a client. You know, I think that's something that agents struggle with. Um, I know over the years you've you've seen clients come and go, and agents have to fire clients. It's okay to do that, right? Oh, definitely. No, it, it's just when you have choices and you have enough business where you're going to, you could give up a client. So many agents, this, they don't let anybody ever go because they just, they rely on that. They, oh, I got a buyer, I got a seller. I got to stick with it forever because I need this 
paycheck, so to say. And you want to get to the point in your business where you can say no to a client because they're just going to be too much time or liability, or you just don't like to work with them. Yeah. So let me get into the script real quick. And you guys tweak this, make it your own. I don't want you guys reading scripts. Don't find a script online and read it. Tweak it and make it your own. I think it's something as simple as just making a phone call, knocking on a door. Hey, looking for the owner of the property. And then you say, great, you know, I'm a local area expert realtor. You know, keep in mind, guys, if you work an area, you are an expert. You know so much more about the average person if you live and work in a particular area. So that's your in. You're the local area expert and you want to learn more about the house. It's as simple as that. Hey, I saw it online and it says it's got three bedrooms, two baths, 2000 square feet, two car garage. Is all that information correct? Well, why do you, you know, why do you want to know? Do you have a buyer? That's that's kind of where the seller's heads are going to go is you know, you're an agent. Why are you calling me? I'm not going to list the house right now. And next week we'll get into objection handlers. So I'm not going to cover that today. Today, I just want to get, get through the script. Um, I think it's really important in that initial conversation to ask if they are cooperating with realtors. Now, keep in mind, you may have to explain that to them. So uh, Tony, actually, I'll let you take this one. If, if a seller, if a FISBO says, well, what do you mean cooperating with realtors? How would you explain that to them? Explain that that uh, you sell houses for a living. Usually that is paid by the seller for helping them through the whole process and the paperwork and, and the process from start to finish. Would they be willing to compensate you financially or pay you to bring in a buyer and work the whole transaction for them? So th yeah, but this is the whole point of getting your skills up to date is of how to explain that to someone that obviously usually I say the first sale but doesn't really understand that that's why they're selling their house themselves yep. they understand that they think they're saving money but how you to be hired could uh, to help them save money right. save time I, I will flat out ask them if I bring you a buyer, at an acceptable price, are you willing to pay me? That, that's the bottom line. And that's as succinct as I can get it. Now, of course, most of them say yes. So guys, you know, get over that fear of thinking that for sale by owners are not willing to pay a commission because the other little key phrase, and I'll give you this one too, they say, well, I'm not paying 6% or I'm not paying 5% or how much will it be? A lot of times I'll say, well, hey, it's essentially half price because you're only going to have to pay me if I bring you a buyer at an acceptable price. So people like the feeling of getting a deal or a discount. So if you want to broach the conversation like that, hey, it's essentially going to be half price. You know, you're listed for sale by owner, probably because you're trying to save some money on the commission, right? And that's, that's what most people are going to tell you. Well, we thought we could do it ourselves and save some money. Now, that whole value conversation that Tony's talking about, we'll save that for next week when we talk objection, objections, because they're going to say, well, you know, I'm saving money by doing this. And of course, we have to demonstrate our value. Are you really saving money or is it costing you money? But that's just a teaser for next week. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team real estate agents serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number two team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com.
www.kathyrhodes.com. Well, so Catherine, again, on my teaser, I always tell people, <laughs> uh, I always tell agents to tell a for sale by owner, you do not need me to sell your house. You could sell your house on your own and in this market probably sell it tomorrow. And that usually takes them off guard. Like, why would you tell me you could, I could sell my house myself? Because I'm here to get you the highest price. I will guarantee you that if you don't list with the realtor, you will not get the highest price. It's almost 100% guaranteed because you're not going to be out to the whole market. So you, you, you get their greed. You want to sell your house, sell your house. You want to get the highest price. You got to market it the biggest and highest way you can. And that's the only way you can do is that with the realtor. And then that usually gets their greed. <laughs> Yeah. And so at the beginning, what did we say? We said our goal is to get that appointment, get in the door, either a preview appointment or a listing appointment. The other thing that Tony and I talk about all the time is always come from a place of giving. If you're calling them and they feel like you're trying to get something from them, are you trying to come here and list my house? Are you trying to get my listing? I don't want you to have a, an approach that makes them feel like that. Instead, how you should make them feel is, hey, I'm trying to save you money. Half price commission. If I bring you a buyer, you'll pay me only 3% or whatever it is that, that, you, that you charge in your market. The second thing that we can do to provide value to for sale by owners, and I think I saw Grant on this call, is to provide information. So a lot of sellers don't know about the lead paint disclosure. They don't know about a residential property disclosure. They don't know how to navigate multiple offers. They don't know how to market. They don't know about lockboxes and I mean, all these things that they don't know. If you can be a broker of information for them and say, hey, do you know about these things? When I come over and, talk, and check out your house, preview your house, I'd be happy to bring you a copy of the residential property disclosure to fill out, a copy of the lead paint disclosure disclosure. Uh, Tony, I know you and I talk about giving, giving, giving all the time. Uh, anything to add to that while I get a sip of water here? No, just giving them information on that, but don't give them price. <laughs> because also, I mean, I've been, I never thought I would say this up until a couple of years ago, because sometimes um, uh, as agents, we think before we knew exactly kind of where your house will sell, but houses are selling, have been oh, way over market what we, they list them for. So I even say the agents were wrong. They didn't even know. They were the experts. But that is the, the beauty of the market is in, in going after for sale by owners is that look at all of these houses that sold over asking price. So not even the experts knew how high these prices could go. So your house, even when I give you a price, it could go even higher because there could be buyers out there. They're going to be bidding across each other more. I don't know that. It's unknown. And just that unknown might get the hooks in them, so to say. That's right. And an estimate of value is just that. It's one person's opinion. You could hire three different professional licensed appraisers and you will get three different opinions of value. So when people start asking me about price, I prefer to say, let's talk about pricing strategy. Okay. I'll, sure. I'm definitely going to provide you an estimate of value, but I typically don't do that. As Tony advised, I typically don't do that on my first visit. I've just seen your home for the first time. I've brought you some comparable sales. Watch out for the lingo, guys. Saying comps, for example, not everybody knows what that means. Comps, is that a computer? You know, make sure you're not using lingo and you're not confusing people because they will be afraid to ask you, well, what are comps? What's a CMA? So I brought you some information about other sales and I can give you an idea, but 
now that I've seen your home, I will go and come up with a marketing plan and come back for a listing appointment. I like the two-step appointment approach where you're there for a preview and then you come back for a listing appointment. You come well, there to the house and say, after seeing your house, I'm sure I can sell it. Let me come back and have a listing appointment. But uh, the one thing I, I, and I've been using, it's really strange, just usually uh, people talk about appraisals all the time, but just recently I've had a couple agents uh, say they have had for sale by owners talk, well, they're, they're going to get their house appraised. So I was, you know, been doing this so long, but I'm like, okay, now I got to revamp, you know, the sales pitch a little bit. And I started doing this with these two agents is that, well, yeah, appraisers is great if you want to talk about the past. Because the past, all they got to go by is what's sold, not what your real current value is or future value is. Because if you're if 20 houses sold in the last six months and you're the only house for sale right now and you're top of the market, your, your value is higher, but that appraiser is not gonna be able to go higher than the past sales. I think your house is more marketable and could go over asking price and more because you're there's you're only one of 20 that should have been in the market and you're, you're, you're sitting here alone. So that's, if you if you kind of use that kind of terminology and that thing that explains that appraisals are past, we're telling you what now or the future value could be. That's right. So to kind of wrap up the FISBO script here, again, we're not doing a full script for you. And again, don't memorize a script and read it, but some other things you should be asking when you're having that preliminary conversation with your for sale by owners are things like, how long are you going to try for sale by owner until you consider using a real estate agent? Isn't that a great question? You know, because I think a lot of for sale by owners have something in mind. Well, I'm going to give it two more weeks. Okay. And then they like that. I told you what's that. I like that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there's that one. And then also digging into their motivation level, because they might just be like the Zillow make me move price thing. They might be out there listed at 400 and the house is worth 300. Well, is that a listing you want really? You know, if it's, I know Tony, the, the agents who have been licensed in the last couple of years don't remember this, but there are actually listings that didn't sell back in the day, right? You take that overpriced listing and guess what? Uh, 90, uh, 180 days later, that listing expires and you, you did all that work and didn't make a sale, that's pretty frustrating. Uh, but asking questions about motivation level, where will you be going when your house sells? Why are you going there? Why are you moving? You know, asking these general questions that we would ask any seller, that's great to know because it tells you more about their motivation level, what their hot buttons are. Okay, and these similar questions can be used on expireds. I know we're down to a couple minutes here, so let's shift gears over to expireds. And guys, what I'm going to tell you is that expireds from experience, from years of dialing the phones, I can tell you that expireds are sometimes a little bit salty. Okay, they've, they're listing, everyone else's house is sold over list price, but my house didn't sell. So I think that that's one great kind of icebreaker. You know, hi, this is Mike from Century 21. I noticed that your house expired, is no longer for sale. Are you still interested in selling? Okay, and there's a, usually a pause there and they're like, you're the 15th agent to call me today, blah, blah, blah. We'll give you all those objection handlers next week. Not all of them, but we'll give you the, the, the big ones. But I think finding out, first of all, yes or no, are they interested in selling? That's a, that's a great uh, kind of icebreaker to feel them out to see if they really are going to be listing the home again. Uh, 
and then, you know, getting down to those same questions, you know, why, why do you think it didn't sell? Or I like this one too. Has anyone told you why your house didn't sell? And then usually that gets them talking about, well, my agent didn't do this, or maybe they even say the price was too high or the marketing wasn't good. And I think those are great kind of icebreaker questions to get expireds talking. And again, what's your goal? It's to get an appointment to go check out the house. And hopefully that turns into a listing appointment. So big picture, Tony, anything, any advice for agents on talking to expireds? No, exactly that. They're, they want to sell. It's just you got to figure out why. But I would suggest to do a little research on the house. I mean, just spend a few minutes looking on the MLS, see how long the, com the combined dates do. You know, maybe a, a, a little CMA to see where it's at. Maybe check the county records to see if the who the owner is. You know, it might be a, a, a absentee owner or investor. So just don't, don't just blindly call expireds, but to spend a couple minutes uh, trying to do a little background on it. Yeah. And, you know, another strategy that has worked for me in the past, Tony, is using um, a sort of a teaser. You know how you said you get them thinking about things, maybe stimulating their greed or whatever. In this case, what I will do is I will look at the listing and try to find two, three, five things that I would have done differently. And use that as a, as a teaser. You know, I am an area expert. I know all the houses that sell in, in my market. I noticed your home didn't sell. And I was looking at the listing and I noticed three things that I would have done differently. I would love to set up a time to talk to you about these things if you're still interested in selling your, your, your house. And I think a lot of times generating that curiosity. Now, of course, they're going to say, well, what did you see? What, you know, maybe you give them one. But like you said, Tony, like not necessarily giving price on the first appointment, you want to save something because if you just give them everything on the phone, they're going to say, well, that, you know, all that sounds like rubbish to me. You know, I, I'll just call you if I'm interested. You got to keep some bit of value that you want to give them to secure the appointment. I, I think that's really, really important. And also you could pick up a buyer. They might be looking to buy. <laughs> that's right. That's why these questions about where will you be going? Why are you selling? That's another reason these things, these uh, digging deep type questions are so, so important. Um, all right, great. So I think that's it, Tony. I wanted to kind of do big picture expired scripts. You guys can go on YouTube. You can just Google scripts. But again, I urge you, don't just memorize these things. Make it your own, make it more of a conversation. And another little bit of advice, I'll, I'll leave you with this. And then for you, for uh, uh, final thoughts, Tony, the biggest piece of advice I can give you is that you want to ask open-ended questions when you're making these calls and going on appointments because you want the clients, the prospects to be doing at least 50% or more of the talking. If you go there and you do all the talking, they're not going to feel heard. You're not going to learn anything about the client. I think it's really important to ask them open-ended questions. You know, why, why do you think this happened? Or what about this experience of your home not selling during a three-month listing? Like, why do you think that happened? So any final thoughts, Tony, and then we'll wrap it oh, up. Oh, that's great. I think we, we covered the big picture. Good. Next week, we will hit the top objections that we get on these calls and appointments. I can't hit them all in 20 minutes. Tony and I are good, but we're not that good. So join us next week for objection handlers. We'll pick the top three to five and, and we'll talk about how to handle them. You guys already know what they are. So I'll see you here next week. By the way, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to Free Beer and Real Estate Podcast, thank you so much. 
we love that you're listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good day. See you next week. We hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Next week, join Mike and Tony as they discuss top objections and how to handle them. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.